Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you doing? Good. Spring treating you well down there in Georgia? Just uh, swimming through pollen. Yes, exactly. I guess it's it's peach tree pollen, is it? Uh, it's any kind of pollen. It's, my car is coated yellow every morning that it hasn't rained. You've chosen a poem this week uh, looking at irritable bowel syndrome. Listeners will know it is uh, sometimes a frustrating condition to deal with. It's a chronic functional disorder of the gastrointestinal tract. There's not like a, a set diagnostic test or set of tests to help us diagnose it. It often presents as chronic abdominal pain and altered bowel habits, usually in the absence of anything organic like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's or what have you. Approximately 10% of adults and adolescents have symptoms consistent with irritable bowel syndrome. Although not all of them will seek medical care, it sure seems like a lot of them do. Medical definitions uh, define it as a recurrent abdominal pain that occurs on average at least one day per week in the last three months, with two or more of the following uh, related to defecation associated with a change in frequency of stools or associated with a change in the form or, or perhaps the appearance of stools. There are two approaches to managing IBS. One is, is diet and one is pills. People with IBS have been postulated to perhaps benefit from exclusion of certain foods, particularly gas-producing foods. In other words, a diet low in fermentable oligo dye or monosaccharides and polyols. This is collectively called the FODMAPS diet. In selected cases, patients might also benefit from the avoidance of, of lactose. The poem that you found uh, comes from the journal, my favorite journal title, uh, Gut, published in 2022. Which is more effective for the treatment of irritable bowel syndrome? An app to increase adherence to a low FODMAPS diet or an oral antispasmodic agent? What do they find? Yeah, this was a really nice study. It was done, it was out of Belgium, and they compared a low FODMAPS diet with otolinium bromide, which is an oral antispasmodic that's widely used in Europe. So they enrolled primary care patients who were diagnosed with IBS by their physician. Most of them met the standard criteria, but not all of them. Uh, the dietary intervention was interesting because it was based on an app that gave guidance for how to stick with a low FODMAPS diet, presented over 100 recipes. And then the other group got otolinium bromide, bromide 40 milligrams, three times a day. Uh, groups looked similar at baseline. The average age was 41. About three quarters were female. And they were similar by type of uh, irritable bowel syndrome. The analysis was by attention to treat. So the primary outcome was a clinically significant improvement of at least 50 points on a 500-point IBS symptom scale. After eight weeks, uh, they did see a response in more patients in the FODMAPS group compared to the uh, medication group. Um, and the, the number needed to treat was about 10. The average decline in the score was also significantly higher in the FODMAPS group by about 20 points. There were no differences between groups in overall quality of life scales, but those are pretty broad and it would be hard to change total global quality of life just addressing one 
uh, system. There wasn't any difference between groups. Uh, I'm sorry, there was a, a pre-specified subgroup analysis of the 70% who did meet the formal Rome criteria. They actually had a little bit greater benefit, number needed to treat of seven for using the app compared with the medication. Adherence was good, and they actually had really good adherence for the medication. I'm sorry, for the, uh, for the app, 94%. So bottom line, this trial found a clinically meaningful benefit of a low FODMAPS diet implemented using an app uh, compared to an active medication comparator. So that's a pretty strong design when it's better, not than nothing, but better than something. The, the app was in French and Dutch, so that doesn't help our uh, listeners much. But I went to the app store. There are a number of what looked to me, you know, after spending a little time with them, looked like pretty good apps. There was one called Fast FODMAPs. Uh, that includes food lists and food search and, and other features. I think it's important to note, too, that as you begin by eliminating lots and lots of stuff with a FODMAPS diet, but then the idea is that people can add it back over time and see what seems to trigger their symptoms. So it's not like celiac where it's eliminate and then you're done with those forever. The idea is to try to add them back and maybe identify those foods that aren't bothering you that you can reintroduce into your diet. On a, a 500 point scale, is, is 50 points significant? I mean, in a clinical sense, not in a statistical sense? Yeah, that's about the threshold that you would normally use. It's normally about 10% of a scale. So 50 out of 500 would be, I think, you know, I agree with them that that's clinically significant. Well, thanks, Mark. Interesting study, perhaps uh, useful. I mean, it, it must be difficult to stick with a FODMAPS diet and uh, an app uh, sounds like a logical thing to help remind you and guide you and uh, easy to do, painless. So thanks for bringing this to our attention. All right. Apps are the way of the future, aren't they? They are indeed. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem.